2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit Spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. It
2: was a weekend of shootings. Well, uh, the big one, of course, Saturday afternoon. In Buffalo, New York, when an 18-year-old wearing body armor, live streaming with a helmet camera, opened fire in a grocery store store called Topps Friendly Market, in a predominantly black neighborhood of Buffalo, New York, Aaron Koterski, ABC News, is in Buffalo with uh, more on the story that what we know today.
0: Aaron, what's the latest? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the market now. It's a, it's still a crime scene. Uh, FBI technicians in their blue booties have been going in and out all day uh, trying to process what authorities say, guys, is a, a pretty grim scene, as you might imagine, with 10 people dead. Uh, three of them were shot in the parking lot here, and then the shooter moved inside, shot two more before he was confronted with a security guard who opened fire on him, but uh, to no avail because he was wearing body armor, shot the security guard, and then continued the rampage inside while people were you know, running through the deli to get out. Another guy hid in a, in a freezer to, to try and avoid the, the, the gunfire, just uh, harrowing, harrowing stuff. And, and now, you know, the, the, the familiar sidewalk vigils have, have cropped up, and, and remarkably, a number of nonprofits have been out here all day through the rain uh, giving out food to, to the community because until this market opened, there was not a grocery store in this, in this part of town. So, it was a real food desert and and with it closed, continues to be. So uh, the nonprofit groups are stepping in. But we've learned an awful lot today about this attack and and the alleged shooter, Peyton Gendron, eighteen years old, from uh, three hours away near Binghamton, New York, who planned this for at least two months.
1: And uh, what's the evidence of the plan?
0: Did he talk publicly it's all online? online. But did, yeah, did he- it, it's all online, and not all of it's public. Some of it is in um, uh, Discord. Is is one uh, platform where, where you know there have to be certain uh, you know it's limited to certain users. I mean, a lot of them, but 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 it is limited. But but a lot of this was publicly available to anybody who really wanted to look, and 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 those who wanted to look were mainly the avowed white supremacists that, that well, he was allegedly communicating you
1: with. You know, I, I, you hear the usual uh, cries from politicians and people in the media. We've got to do something to stop you know this, these racist attacks, the shootings. And in this case, and just correct me if I'm wrong, this guy uh, made some kind of threat to his school not too long ago, and he went underwent a mental evaluation, and yep. he showed up at school one day wearing a complete hazmat suit And online, he was talking about some kind of racial violence. Now, with those four big clues and everybody vowing to fight, uh, has anybody suggested truly acting on all that evidence that was already
0: out there? You know, in in a way, it was acted on. Last June, he was assigned a paper for for his high school uh, about his plans for after graduation. And in that paper, he wrote murder-suicide. That earned a visit from the New York State Police. The police held him for a day and a half for a mental health evaluation, and then he was released. Uh, the, the The threat we're, we're oh. told was was vague; it wasn't specific, and and it was general enough that you know there was nothing more that law enforcement could really do. I
1: I um, I know it's just it's funny how many of these. Uh, shootings start, well, out, start, start out that way, and then yep. the experts at the end say, well, you know, there was nothing we could do. It was vague. It was like, well, then what can you do? I mean, it is a glaring sign. Normal people don't write that stuff. So if you want to fight, you know, the racist shootings, uh, you got to take a step the first time or the second, third, fourth time, it's clear that the guy is unhinged. And if you don't, then well, this is I- what you're going to get.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, New York does have um, a red flag law where if law enforcement or the school or relatives had applied to uh, a court, flagged it to to a court, the court could have made a determination that that this guy was a, a danger to himself or others and, and prevented him from buying firearms or seized ones that he had. And um, instead, that didn't happen. So without any criminal charges that resulted from this earlier incident, months later, he's able to go into a gun shop and legally purchase the semi-automatic rifle uh, that was allegedly used in the shooting here.
2: And we don't know how many people saw this 180-page document where he lays out what he wants to do?
0: It it doesn't seem like that many actually viewed it because it's just, it's not on mainstream sites. Um, There there were posts on more mainstream sites, but um, again, we don't know that whether law enforcement is, is monitoring all these sites or whether they should. Um, and, and again, they, they, they've described the slippery slope of, of policing speech, but um, the plans were all there. And in fact, in that 180-page document, he talks about surveilling the store, going into the store. We've learned he was here in March, uh, here in Buffalo, uh, case in the place, understanding the movements of the security guard. Uh, so, so this had been in his head for, for a couple of months. And it seems like he was radicalized, we've learned today, uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, this period of isolation, and and increasingly seems to have spent an inordinate amount of time on the Internet consuming all of this white supremacist uh, rhetoric and conspiracy theory. And, and increasingly, the, the posts gradually become more violent.
2: And, of course, the other question, Aaron, did he live with his parents and what did they know?
0: Yeah, and, and that's where we've been trying to get answers, and it's just not clear. We know the authorities have spoken to the parents. Um, they have not been charged, and, and, and um, authorities have not commented on whether they, you know, should be or could be. Uh, it, it's just not clear. But they obviously knew about the June incident um, and, and, you know, what their relationship is like or what the circumstances are in that family just haven't been made clear.
2: And apparently, he wanted to go on and attack other places in the neighborhood. I yeah, assume
0: this was part of the 180-page document, uh, and and police, you know, revealed it to us this morning. After had he made, <clears throat> excuse me, had he made it through the the market here, his plan was to drive out of the parking lot and continue down Jefferson Avenue, where I'm standing. And along the way, <clears throat> he had a shotgun in the car, and and police said that. The intention was to take the shotgun and fire at any black person that he saw along his, along his way. And he had another store in mind that he had previously checked out where he thought he could kill even more black people.
2: All right, Aaron, we appreciate your report. Thank you very much.
0: Good to hear you, fellas. Thanks. All right. All right
2: Aaron Katursky in Buffalo, New York, where a man killed 10 people inside a supermarket on Saturday afternoon.
1: But You see... Everybody says we've got to do something. We've got to do something. They actually had this guy undergoing a mental health evaluation. Who was the person or the, the, the group of professionals that did the evaluation? And they decided after a day and a half he was okay? I, I, this is what I'm saying. You, there are ways to see this coming, clearly. You know, a, a 10-year-old could see this coming. And when you actually have the guy in the office... And he's got public threats, and he's wearing a hazmat suit, and he's wrote down he want his goals were murder suicide. What else do you need? Well, if you don't do something for this guy, then who are you going to do it for? Or is it just really cheap and easy to go online or go on TV and say we must do what we can to fight hazmat. Well yeah, so you have it. to change
2: the laws then that you can then,
1: then change send the
2: somebody for longer periods before they've carried out an act
1: then change the laws. but it seems to me a guy who's promising a uh, uh, murder suicide and shows up uh, wearing a hazmat suit, making a threat, writing incendiary things online, uh, that's 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 your evidence. You're not going to get better evidence than that. There are it's right there. So you got to design some kind of procedure to address that evidence because it's the same arc of the story every time. And everybody preens and virtue signals after it happens. We've got to do. Well, here's what you've got to do. Here's your evidence. Now take some action. Put this guy in a mental hospital for, for a good long time. I I don't know what else to say. Otherwise, you're just going to keep getting these things.
2: That's why I asked about the parents. My point is always the same. We need family members and people closer to the person that wants to kill people to turn them in. Who, Who saw this document? Now, as Aaron said, maybe nobody. It was found, you know, after the shooting. Hey. But yeah. if anybody saw that and didn't alert anybody, well, they ought to be charged, well, too. Well,
1: okay. But when he was given the mental health evaluation, isn't that the time to go and do an internet search and look at all the white supremacist sites he's connected to? All these weird bulletin boards that he's communicating on and posting Well, a year ago, he
2: may not have been as radicalized as he was uh, in but, the last few months. But,
1: but, but go find that out.
2: Go I'm find that online, out. I'm reading a story now that apparently just a few months, for the last few months, he's been online. Uh, spouting in chat rooms about his racist plotting
1: but you could find out i bet you he started reading this stuff oh uh, i know you it, could find see out, right? if you wanted to really do work but they don't do work and the mental health professionals who let the guy out of the office saying like, eh, it's okay by me well
2: <laughs> who are yeah they people? missed that one didn't they
1: yeah don't they always though
2: do We they... talk to him, he's just a frustrated kid. It's it, all right.
1: Isn't it local police? You know, they'd gone and interviewed him. An FBI agent had done a preliminary investigation. It's always the same preamble. They always miss. Right. It's just, and then they, what do you want us to do?
2: When we come back, not only did he surveil the area looking for the particular grocery store he was going to attack, he was there the day before in a bizarre encounter that several people told news reporters about is all coming up next. All right, coming up after 2.30, we'll fill you in on the other shooting, although there were several over the weekend. But the one here locally in Orange County at a church, they held a news conference just uh, a couple of hours ago to give an update on the person involved in that shooting, which left one dead and uh, five people critically or uh, wounded. We'll get to that after the news at 2.30 The day before this uh, 18-year-old in New York State by the name of Peyton Gendron killed 10 people inside that supermarket in Buffalo, New York, the store manager says she kicked him out of the grocery store. She described how he had been panhandling outside the store on Friday wearing the same camouflage outfit he wore when he opened fire the next day. When he came inside a few hours later, he continued to badger customers. She asked him to leave, and he did so without incident. She said, you're just going to have to stand outside. She saw him again the very next day when he was wearing the same camouflage outfit, but but this time she noticed the the weapon. Um, There's another person that said that uh, he had an encounter with Gendron. Um, He apparently... Asked him about his T-shirt. This is Grady Lewis, a 50-year-old who's a shopper at the store. He had a 90-minute conversation with him. Can you imagine? He saw him wearing a T-shirt which said genius, so he just started talking to him. For an hour and a half? Uh, Some people enjoy that, you know... uh, the line I always make is when the Jehovah's Witness knock on the door, some people run away. There's other people open the door and they want to get involved in one of these philosophical religious discussions. They just do. I... And next thing you know, you're in the,
1: uh, you're in the church.
2: Uh, he told the Journal that they talked about a bunch of things. This is the Wall Street Journal, including critical race theory mm. and Gendron's somewhat unusual wish to build a time machine. Hmm. He said that Gendron avoided eye contact and kept looking at his phone. Danny actually asked Lewis, who is a black man, "Are you going to be here tomorrow?" See, that's that's kind of creepy, huh? Yeah. That's when he came and shot up the place.
1: Well, you know, I, I, this guy's eighteen, so he's born around uh, two thousand and four, right? Can you imagine how many diversity uh, and inclusion and equity classes he went through in high school? Well, it didn't work. How, yeah, that's my whole point. There's always going to be these guys, and everybody spends a lot of time on, well, if we just indoctrinate people to understand diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, if we just fight against this kind of thing, it's like, well, no, not as long as the Internet's around. That's going to be available forever, forever. There's no way to get that off. Also, you know, the, the guns, well, the guns are going to be around forever, right? So there's two things you're not going to fix. You're not going to fix the supply of wacko philosophies right you're also not going to ever get rid of the supply of guns so you have to focus on the mental stability of individuals who get attracted to guns and crazy ideologies and that's why i was harping on okay he showed enough signs that they send him to a mental health evaluation that's your shot there if you don't do that a certain percentage of the time the guy is going to go and do a mass shooting that's just the way it works. But everybody is blowing a lot of hot air about the same old same old same old that we've heard a million times. It's it doesn't stop these guys. They don't care. They don't care. What they have is whatever anger, evil, mental instability. It's a big stew in their heads. They have an obsession, a compulsion. They can't stop thinking about it. They even do rehearsals. They even show up and and case out the store. They even pretend they're a homeless person for a day just to get the vibe, right? So this guy, you had the one chance. Those people who let him go, they should be investigated. They should be publicized and questioned. If, if, If what that kid was showing that led to the evaluation, didn't get him committed, then you will never stop these things. But, you know, I guess there's a lot of money for your nonprofit to constantly raise issues and make demands. You have to execute when you have the chance. You have to actually do something to the kid. And nobody did, yeah, including the parents. But, you know, I've given up on parents. These guys always had parents. Most of them had their heads up their asses.
2: He was... uh 17 at the time of that evaluation. I wonder if being an underage youth worked in his favor because he bought this AR-15 style rifle at a store in Endicott, New York. John, remember Endicott, New York, well, this right? is there
1: this wasn't far from Binghamton.
2: Yeah. Uh, Not- Robert Donald, the owner of the store, said that... Uh, he doesn't remember selling the rifle to the kid, but he said that uh, he passed an instant background check. How come with what happened just, you know, a year earlier...
1: He wasn't at least blocked no. from buying a weapon. Okay, at least all right. That's the big question. You go for mental health evaluation, especially when you put down murder suicide as your life goal. That they have red flag laws in New York. It, it, it should have been flagged. And if the parents uh, are clueless, then then the school should have done it. The psychiatric evaluators, yeah. the, the psychiatric evaluators gave him clearance. Why would yeah. you give? Aaron him clearance? said.
2: Aaron said nobody nobody made a move to block him from something sure. like that, from
1: buying a gun. Nobody. And- Well, whoever's involved in this kid's story, all these dead brained. I don't know if these were government workers, social workers, psychiatric professionals, mental health. We just keep hearing, you know, we need more mental health professionals. Actually, we need ones who do their jobs properly, that when you get a lunatic in, you say, hey, we got a lunatic in. Let's lock him up. And if and if the laws don't work or the age. Uh, he doesn't qualify because he's 17, not 18, all that nonsense. Change the laws. Change them immediately, okay? This, this doesn't work. And, and spare me all your hot gas about uh, we must fight. You're not fighting. You're not doing anything. After the fact, you give an incendiary speech to raise money for your organization. That's what you do. Uh,
2: there are thousands... Of Peyton Gendron's. Oh, yeah, I know. We're lucky that a lot of them do not carry out their violent threats. But
1: you're right. When we have strong signs that one of them wants (laughs) to. This guy, hazmat suit day, that would have been time. You know, uh, put put him in a net and drag him away. Lock him up, okay? He's shown up to school in a hazmat suit. Murder-suicide is his life goal. I don't, then you go on the Internet. Then you find out he's on 4chan or 8chan or Discord or whatever these these, uh, these message boards are. And you start reading his stuff. And then you read his stuff and say, okay, clearly he's, he's, uh, he's about to blow.
2: All right. From an 18-year-old opening fire in Buffalo, New York, a white guy, we move to an Asian man that did the same thing, 68 years old. In Orange County. We'll fill you on in on this church shooting in Laguna Woods next. All right. It's posted to the webpage, KFIAM640.com. You go to the John and Kent page, and there is the June 7th primary voter guide. It's not elaborate. Oh, but I should just, uh, look that up. Uh, it's not, yeah. There are people that think, I believe, because it is a long ballot, it's a lot of statewide offices, and they got assembly members and you got state senators running. And then you got congressmen, and then, of course, you've got judges. Well, we don't weigh in on judges. We can't <laughs> do that. You all live in different places. Oh, I see. You're, you're right, laughing I'll, at its brevity? I'll, or... vote,
1: I'll vote for him. I'll vote for her. I'll vote for him. I agree there. Okay. Yeah, there's, we've, got, we've got four picks. Those are the important ones. That's all that matters.
2: Okay. But I'm just giving people a warning because I cannot tell you how many people are asking for this voter guide, and I suspect... What they're worried about is the judges.
1: We, uh, you, you, yeah, I know, but the judges actually, in the grand scheme of things, don't matter very much. We they we, do occasionally, but o- yes, occasionally. Right. But here, here, it's the people who set policy. Uh, you're right. The attorney general. Gover- you're right. The go- sheriff, governor, attorney general, mayor, sheriff. There you go. You you pick those four people, and they win. Life's going to be different in California. Life will be better. Don't don't get bogged down in uh, minutiae and details. Just vote for those four. Exactly. You could leave the rest of them blank for all I care.
2: Uh, yes, that's a good point. Uh,
1: all right.
2: Coming up after 3 o'clock, speaking of the uh, race, the vote, uh, we're going to get Rick Caruso soon, we think, but next best thing is coming on, John. Joe Buscaino.
1: That's right. He's just joined- dropped
2: out to endorse Rick.
1: And uh, he's uh, joining Caruso's forces. So yes. if you heard uh, uh, Joe was on our show many times, I know he was on Conway many times. If you like what you heard, he's now... Uh, emerged with uh, Caruso and he's uh, boosting Caruso's campaign to get him to be mayor. So that's, that's a good thing.
2: Yeah. So Joe will talk about it and uh, he'll talk about why he believes his, his uh, basic uh, stance on the issues uh, coincides with Rick Caruso after the news at three o'clock. The shooting story from yesterday was local. So it's gotten a lot of attention despite the fact that fortunately not a lot of carnage, We have uh, one person dead and several wounded at a church in Laguna Woods. This one was also motivated by hatred, but this would be a different kind of racial, religious angle. It was apparently a Chinese man who was angered by the Taiwanese community. Mm. So he went to this church in Orange County and he opened fire. And it's a really bizarre story because... He presented himself there, and apparently he was talking to congregants. This is the Geneva Presbyterian Church. The people in attendance yesterday were members of the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Club, which has been holding services at this church for about 10 years. This man who opened fire comes from Las Vegas. David Wenwei Chow is his name. And talk about out of the profile, 68. Also Asian. There have been a lot of Asian mass shooters. I was only thinking, remember the Virginia Tech shooter? That's the one I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, this this guy is stewing because, as you know, uh, China and Taiwan have a very long-running dispute over whether Taiwan is part of China or its own independent country. Right. And uh, China is always making noises that they are going to do an invasion the way Russia invaded Ukraine, and for about the same reason. You're supposed to be part of us. You have no business being independent. And China actually punishes uh, uh, companies and media outlets in, in other countries. For example, if uh, if a media company does business in China, but they do some kind of presentation and Taiwan is indicated on a map as being its own country, yeah, the Chinese cut off relations. They cut it off. They, right? don't, want, they don't want to hear about it. And no, you, you can. have heard about NBA players who don't even
2: want to touch. That's like the third rail. Don't say anything <laughs> supportive of Taiwan, or that's right. Or we'll be out of business with the with the Chinese, and that's you know, a big market for the NBA.
1: If you if if uh, if a player says free Taiwan on Twitter, then the whole NBA TV contract is uh, is. Somebody dead. did. It. I think it was an executive with one of uh, the NBA teams and boy, did He have to backpedal. Oh, D- D- I think Daryl Morey from uh, the Houston Rockets.
2: That's who. Okay,
1: yeah. I, I think he was the one who uh, made some comment. I remember, but anyway, yeah, they they cut off they cut off transmission of the NBA games on TV in China, and that's a huge market for the NBA. And it, you know, the NBA, like LeBron James, are all a big bag of hypocrites. It, it's it's safe to rail about U.S. politics and culture issues, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll let the Chinese uh, torture the Uyghurs, use slave labor, use children as slave labor. That's right. <laughs> Threaten taiwan hey that's all right we got a big big tv contract here huh this is money <laughs>
2: that's like the story i saw the other day that the nba's announced it's going to do preseason games uh in the united arab emirates where it's not a good place to be a gay person no but does that matter to them now i think it's no. the woke crowd with all their commercials <laughs> and all of their uh talk of uh, being inclusive
1: yeah, no, they, they, they'll boycott a state if uh, you don't pass a transgender bathroom law. But they could throw gay people off roofs in some of these uh, <laughs> Middle Eastern countries. countries but, it's like, oh, ah, no, it's a new market for us. <laughs> a TV contractor. Yeah, nothing stands in the way
2: of expanding the product. I'm so sick of these uh, people. Just so fed up and sick with them. So uh, Chao apparently goes to this church in Orange County because he's not happy with the Taiwanese people. And I don't know, I guess we don't know exactly. Did he research this and picked out this service at this church yesterday and drives from Vegas to Laguna Woods? He even talks to people. But eventually, he secured church doors with chains and he tried to disable locks with superglue. He tried to nail at least one door shut. And then, as the congregants were sort of gathering for photos, there apparently was a former pastor who came back for a visit. Chow opens fire. Fortunately, there is a man by the name of John Chang from Laguna Niguel who tackles him but uh, is killed. He's only 52. I think he was there with his mother. But this gave the other congregants—and by the way, they're not young. You look at the ages of some of the people, their 70s, 80s, Was well, assuming somebody in their 90s, I think, who was injured. Um, they uh, were able to disarm him, and then they, they, they uh, hogtied him with the electrical cords until the police could come. So he was disabled. Uh, I think it was one of those deals, too, where he may have been trying to reload. But um, they stopped the attack from being worse, because I think there was 30 to 40 people there. Uh, But this is another person that planned this out. Why, you know, he didn't find a closer congregation he could attack. But, I, you know, it's terrible he would attack anybody. But I'm just saying... uh,
1: yeah, it's it's the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church, and they were having services at the Geneva Presbyterian Church. Like the Taiwanese group has their service at 10 a.m., the Geneva group uh, has a separate ceremony at 10:30. Right. So I guess they were renting space out for their uh, for their religious ceremony, and they're having a luncheon for the pastor. Yeah, he
2: was coming back after being away,
1: He'd left and right. returned for a visit. So church luncheons, you do get an older crowd. Yeah. And oh yeah, uh, one
2: of the pastors hit the the shooter with the chair too. That was helpful.
1: Yeah. So the uh, I mean, I really, that's all you all you can do. Uh, you get you, if somebody's got a, I mean, you, end up, you could end up dead like the guy who tackled the shooter, or or you you get lucky, you hit him with a chair and he goes down, and you don't get shot. Yeah. But Zhao so
2: uh, driven there. On Saturday, he's a U.S. citizen who immigrated from China. He was a security guard in the Vegas area, again, 68 years old. They found notes written in Mandarin in his car that showed hatred of the Taiwanese people. But like I said, we're not exactly clear why he chose Laguna Woods, Taiwanese Presbyterian congregation. You know,
1: it's all the same disease. Uh, The 18-year-old in Buffalo, he's stewing about uh, black people this guy is stewing about taiwanese people and they you know they're stewing and stewing and uh, they're isolated they probably spend a lot of time online they start obsessing over whatever their issue is and pretty soon they uh, they decide i got to do something yeah. and it's like I, I can get a gun and i'll just shoot everybody up
2: We'll have more on the uh, Buffalo shooting later in the show. Like I had mentioned, there's a new story about how this guy apparently was in chat rooms talking about his racist motives and his plans. We got more coming up. Joe Buscaino, the city councilman who dropped out of the mayor's race, but is now endorsing Rick Caruso, will join us at 305. I was saddened to learn that his parents were civil engineers for the New York Department of Transportation. That was my father's job for years.
1: There you go. Weird, Yeah, huh? yeah you are probably just a couple of ticks away.
2: Well, that's like the Michigan school shooter, right? They gave him a gun, too. The 15-year-old, yeah. remember that story? Well, I mean, that area, that's
1: not far from where
2: we worked. No, Binghamton was, what, an hour or so away from it's Elmira? A, it's and... the
1: same culture, right? Yeah. Canton, Elmira. We worked in the northern tier of Pennsylvania. That area is known as the southern tier of New York. It was basically the same cultural market. So... <laughs> You know, you remember those people. you were saying, what, woodsy outdoors people who like to hunt and shoot? What
2: are you talking about? People like to shoot. The father could have just gotten it for him to hunt
1: game. Yeah, yeah right. Well, Give uh, your psycho son a gun for his birthday.
2: Yeah. And oh, what, it was 15th birthday. Okay, because the mental health evaluation was when he was 17. So right.
1: this was before that. Gun but- when he's 16, mental health evaluation at 17, mass shooter at 18.
2: But they're saying that sometime when he was 16, when the pandemic began, that's when he got radicalized reading stuff online that turned yeah. him on. Yeah, that's yeah, what you shut, may have
1: That's what got. shutting down the schools does. That's, that's right. That's right.
2: That's what happens when you turn to Zoom. <laughs>
1: that's right. Well,
2: not Zoom, but in this case, just people looking up their own yeah. educational materials.
1: I I mean, I, I have, I've looked on some of those websites, like 8chan and 4chan. Holy crap. I mean, it's, it's scary, huh? Oh, oh, it's, and there's just a lot of these people. And the stuff they oh. write is like, ha! Ah! <laughs> you know, after after about like two minutes, you just feel really dirty, and you have to get off, and you hope you're not you're not getting tracked. I know. And
2: people think that we're radical or whatever oh, no. they term. It. They're like, oh my god, can you <laughs> no. believe what those guys are saying? Well, you want to go
1: look at uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go look at those guys. Those are professionals. There, uh, it's the evil channel personified. <laughs>
2: uh, Joe Pascalino, the L.A. City Council member, will be on after the news at three o'clock, and uh, he's joined up with the Caruso campaign for mayor. He dropped out of the race last week. We have an opportunity to talk to him about his support for Rick Caruso. Maybe we'll get his viewpoint on some of his opponents like Karen Bass. We'll talk about that after the news at 3 o'clock. But if it's not Bass against Caruso in November, I'd be really, really shocked. Because as we talked, the mustache uh, and uh, Mike Fuhrer and oh, Kevin yeah, Leon don't no. belong in the race. No, yeah, no, and I don't think there's any big support
1: there. Those guys are over.
2: Uh, This happened uh, on Thursday, made the news on Friday. We weren't here Friday. It's worth talking about. The L.A. County District Attorney, George Gascon, has lifted an order that he put into place the day he took office that forbade prosecutors from asking for cash bail for defendants, quote, charged with nonviolent crimes. He's got this chief deputy DA by the name of Sharon Wu who put out the memo, it's unbelievable the wordage. Um, we remain committed to the rapid development of a well-funded robust pre services program that balances the rights of the accused while protecting public safety. And listen to the way she wrote this. Despite the significant efforts by community justice partners. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what is a, that? <laughs> a comprehensive pre-trial services program has not been fully realized. After listening to the community victims and members of this office, I've decided to allow limited exceptions to the pretrial release policy while such a program is finalized. Now you scroll down further in the story in the daily news and you get what this is really all about from Eric Sadal. who has been on our show many times, vice president of the Association of Deputy DAs. He said it took 18 months of smash and grab robberies and revolving door reoffenders for George Gascon to admit what it took Angelinos about 18 minutes to know in their gut. His bail policy didn't work, and it made all of us unsafe. His stubborn refusal to course correct is the failure of competency. The rest of his statement, thanks to him, many arrestees were put back on the streets. Some went on to reoffend, even kill. Gascon knew it was a failure, but he refused to acknowledge it or face the numbers. Now he's worried about another set of numbers. Polls and signatures in support of his recall. This change isn't about keeping him safe, it's about keeping his job.
1: That was well said by Erkson. Yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly right.
2: It's exactly what
1: it was. But it was a failure. Also, I'm I'm a little bothered by the word uh, limited that was used in the memo. Yeah, Uh, you're right. I've decided to allow limited exceptions. Well, what's the limit? Is this an example of trying to get a cheap headline from the uh, idiot newspapers? Oh, look at that. Gascon reverses course. It's like, well, how much did he reverse course? What's the percentage of uh, of uh, arrestees who are going to be held on bail now? Is but it it's a well-funded, a- robust pre-trial services program. That's what
2: they call a pre-trial services program. Wait, 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 these Those are, are the- criminals awaiting their day in court.
1: <laughs> They're the bad guys. Services? They're the guys who are who are hurting us and, and, and stealing from us.
2: When we talked about this, it was an LAPD official. I forget his name. He did a, a quick news conference. About the 17 gangs that were responsible for yeah. a lot of the street yeah. robberies. And he was mentioning a few names of guys that they've been arrested like four times in three months. Because I guess when you steal somebody's watch, but it's not considered violent, I, then you don't have to have you, bail. and you, you're out. In a lot then, of
1: cases, there was no bail. They have this in New York. They had one guy who got arrested four times in one day. One day. Because you're, you, there's no bail. So you don't even have the inconvenience of maybe spending the night in jail. And then because it's a misdemeanor, there's no jail. So why not steal all you can? Just yeah. just do it in, uh, you know, $950 increments. Because
2: bail, according to Gascon, like everything else that they talk about is racist. Sure. It comes down too hard on persons of color mm-hmm. who can't afford the bail and have to stay in yeah. jail. While others are released. The
1: all-purpose fake excuse for letting everybody run free.
2: (laughs) Exactly right. All right, when we come back, L.A. City Council member Joe Buscaino will be on the air with us. He is now dropped out of the race for mayor and endorsing Rick Caruso.